Hey everybody, welcome to Wallywood, a spotlight on Kiwis growing our film industry. My name is Abe Leach, and thank you for tuning in to this podcast, wherever you may be listening. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to be talking all about Weta Workshop. Uh, we'll cover a little bit of the history and origins of Weta, uh, some of the big productions that uh, they have worked on and contributed to, and then um, some of the big numbers that those films have gone on to make at the box office. 30 years ago in 1987, Richard Taylor and Tanya Roger uh, start making props and models in their flat and they operate under the name RTFX. You might not have heard of RTFX or you might not have ever heard of that. Um, That's because a few years later... In 1994, Richard and Tanya teamed up with uh, Peter Jackson and Jamie Selkirk. Uh, the, the four of them were looking to start up a film and TV effects company, and they ended up creating Weta Workshop. Weta Workshop, that's an asset that's unique in the world. Three years after the four of them got together, work began on the design, armour, weapons, creatures, special makeup effects, and miniatures for the Lord of the Rings franchise. And while Weta was working on the props and design for the films, Peter Jackson, Fran Walsh, Philippa Boyen and Stephen Sinclair, who we spoke to last week, all began developing the script and storyboards for the first two Lord of the Rings films, The Fellowship of the Ring and The Two Towers. This is the One Ring, forged by the Dark Lord Sauron. Sauron needs only this ring to cover all the lands of a second darkness. He's seeking it. Seeking it all, his thought is bent on it. Weta Workshop has won 36 awards, including five Oscars and four BAFTAs. And the biggest uh, film series that they have worked on, of course, would be Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And those two film series uh, combined have made about $5.8 billion at the box office. Our guest for the week is Aaron Douglas, who is a production coordinator here at Weta Workshop in Wellington, and he's also worked uh, overseas in Vancouver and uh, worked in their film industry. What drove you to want to pursue a career in film? Um, I always uh, loved film growing up. Um, I wasn't necessarily around it a lot. My family weren't really into it, but I was always the only creative child in my family, and I just loved uh, going to the movies with my friends, and I loved, uh, like, I used to do, like, really weird little uh, sketch videos with my friends and just uh, filming, even if it was crap, I I would still do anything. And and then I finally... um, when I was in high school, uh, I was introduced to media studies and uh, screen production by my high school teacher, still my favorite teacher of all time. And uh, he introduced me to uh, just the media, and uh, it, it slowly progressed into just a passion of film. And instead of just loving watching it and going to the cinema, I just I wanted to do it myself. And uh, because I, I, I was going to be, I was going to pursue acting and being in front of the camera for the longest time. And then I just found a passion being behind the camera and being behind the scenes. It's a little bit like me too. Um, yeah. Gr- growing up, yeah, you know, filming um, little movies and stuff like that on a handy cam with your mates. It's, mm. um, I think a lot of Kiwi kids um, do that. You studied Absolutely. communications uh, up in Auckland, and uh, you're majoring in video, right? Yeah, 
majored in uh, TV video production. Um, there was the option of studying studio, uh, which you kind of dabbled in in the second year, but when you get into your third year, you kind of you choose your specialization. And there was the option to, you know, find a minor, but I was just so driven to pursuing, you know, it was, it was the one thing I wanted to do. And even from, like, high school, I knew that I wanted to pursue video production and being on set. And, uh, yeah, it just all came about, and I was obsessed. <laughs> well, it sounds like... Um... At the moment, you'd be living your dream job, but you've also lived overseas as well, right? I have, yep. yeah. And so I lived in Vancouver for about a year. And while you are over there, were you able to, were you working in the film industry? Yeah, that's actually where I got my start. Um, I moved over there on a whim, actually. Uh, I knew that uh, I, I was working in a couple of really small-time jobs up in Auckland, and I... I, I, when I graduated, I, I didn't want to be going into any internships. That was the one thing I really didn't want to do. I, I wanted to make sure that whatever work I was doing, it was it was for the passion of the industry, and I, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I needed to start from the bottom. Um, the world's just so big, and there's so many opportunities out there, and you've got to take a bit of a risk. And that was exactly what I did. I just. On a whim, I was. I went off to a camp in America, worked as a camp counselor, and then I just decided to move to Canada. And I lived on a couch for like two months, and then I uh, finally managed to get a job interview with a visual effects company in Vancouver called MPC, which is the moving picture company. Um, and I started there as a runner, so at least it wasn't unpaid. Uh, basically started out as being like a, like a facilities kind of worker, just kind of cruising around and meeting people and, you know, doing all the kind of basic jobs you would do as a, you know, first kind of, kind of, first kind of industry, industry job. So then from there, I just kind of worked and uh, eventually got promoted and, and then uh, moved into the animation department. And uh, then I just started working on movies. And, and then after about a year of that, I moved moved to Wellington. So yeah, you're at Weta Workshop now. Um, yeah. how, how long have you been there? Um, I've been there for, oh gosh, what is it now? 2017. I've been there since uh, October 2015. That's wow. when I moved back from Vancouver. I basically spent like a month like kind of transitioning from Vancouver and then I came back to New Zealand, uh, applied at Weta and within a few days I had moved back, moved down here, and started the job on Monday. So wow, it was just straight into Quick it. Tra- yeah, big transition. Eh? What what is it like compared to in uh, Canada? Well, the interesting thing is that the industries aren't so different when you're dealing with visual effects. Um, the studios they kind of operate in pretty similar ways. So the big differences that you'd notice with uh, a place like Vancouver is that Vancouver's kind of uh, what's called North Hollywood. It's a really massive city for post-production. So there's a, there's so many different studios over there. There's Image Engine. There's um, there used to be Rhythm Rhythm and Hughes and um, MPC. There's um, ILM, which is Industrial Light and Magic, which is George Lucas's Star Wars company. Um, the the range of studios over there is overwhelming compared to what we have in New Zealand. But the difference is. Um, as each studio, they kind of operate in similar ways, but they have slight differences. Um, 
In terms of the visual effects pipeline, it can differ a little bit in terms of departments. But overall, the big, big difference that you notice is the real enthusiasm that people have for Weta. And it's interesting because Weta has this kind of really specialized niche desire. So when I was over in Vancouver, I would be talking to artists and they would be dreaming of coming to New Zealand and they'd hear that I was from New Zealand and all they'd want is to move down to Wellington and and to work at Weta because, you know, for for a lot of people, the dream is Weta and the dream is to move to a company and it's not necessarily just uh, Lord of the Ring, it's, it's, not, it's not The Hobbit. Those films, they're, they're, they're big for a lot of people, but it's more the studio, the, the, the reputation of, of the studio that really brings people across. And the fact is that there is a, there's a real desire for Weta, just because they are pioneers for motion capture. And at the end of the day, when you have big films like uh, War for the Planet of the Apes or uh, all three Apes movies, in fact, or even Avatar, like the biggest appeal is the character animation that uh, Weta can do compared to other studios. Just just talking about the Planet of the Apes and mm-hmm. those types of uh, projects. What have uh, you have you worked on those? I have. I've worked on a few movies. Uh, I've worked on uh, Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. I've worked on James Bond Spectre, uh, The Finest Hours. I worked on the BFG movie. Uh, also worked on Guardians of the Galaxy Two, which just came out, and uh, recently just. Uh, finish working on The War for the Planet of the Apes and now I'm working on uh, a new movie a new James Cameron movie which is very exciting times yeah sounds like you're pretty busy there um, yeah just gr- growing up obviously like you said you're into film and uh, I guess marketing and promotion is a big part of film. Is it pretty crazy for you to see maybe like the back of buses with uh, Batman vs Superman or whatever it might be and, and for you to know that you have worked on that and helped create that film? It's definitely pretty... Um, it's, it's, uh, it's weird because I, I, it's, it's one of those things that I, I've told this to a few people before and there's, there's the, uh, the kind of... You wake up. You have these moments of going, "Holy shit, that's what I do." Um, it's 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 not an active thing that you always think about. It's kind of like the gleam of certain things that, you know, for example, if you were to, um, you know, uh, start a really cool job or go to a really cool school, eventually, you know, the the excitement and the kind of hype around it starts to fade away because it all becomes relative and it's work. And at the end of the day, it's just work. But then there are certain times where it really kind of hits, hits home, you know? And the times is when, you know, you, like I deal with a lot of, um, obviously with Weta, there's a lot of um, really big visual effects supervisors and you're dealing with, you know, BAFTAs and Academy Awards being around the office or if you see posters around the place and there's just constant talk about certain things there's the, obviously the the pride factor of, of your work and you know the, recogni- the recognition of your projects that people will jump at just because people know about Guardians of the Galaxy or these big films there's obviously the you know, the recognition element that comes into it so it's definitely it's, it becomes quite relative when you're dealing with project after project after project 
But then there's little moments when you, you stop and realize exactly the, the big picture of it all, and you realize, oh, my God, I'm actually, I, I worked on that. Or you're in the cinema and you see your name in the credits scroll down and you have that moment of, of pride, and it really rejuvenates you for the next project, that's for sure. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellywood, a spotlight on Kiwi's growing film industry. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast or Spreaker. Make sure to follow my social media, Abe Leach Journalist on Facebook. Or if you want to ask any questions about the podcast, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Abe underscore Leach and Instagram is not Abe. Uh, make sure to tune in next week where we'll be talking to more creative people involved in the Wellington film industry.